sex. My wife and I, we had a lot of fun, man, for a long time. But she had this girlfriend. That fucked it up. <laughs> With the big titties, you know the type of girlfriend I'm talking about, that I tried to ignore for six months. When she'd come in the house, like, Hello there, how you doing? I don't really notice your tits. Oh. I would like to be the mayor of Tit Town, if I could, okay? I'd like to, to drive a big truck full of tits down the Tit Turnpike right into the middle of Tit Town. Don't you wish the guy walking in front of us would squeeze our tits for like one second? Not an ass man. I'm a tit man. I like big ass boobs. Now and forever. Not like a black guy, Vita. Hi, welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen, and as always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's still recovering from a horrible beatdown he received while marching with the women's protest on Washington. Not from the cops, but from the women, women themselves. The last <laughs> thing he remembers hearing is, so you think you have a vagina? Then an intense pain between his legs, and then darkness. Well, you were allowed to go if you were a male, which is, I guess I don't understand why it wasn't just called the anti-Trump march. I think if you went as a male, you had to hold it like a, a huge, huge sign, like, you know, denigrating Trump. Yeah. Because that was that sign was the only that kept you from getting your ass kicked by a thousand women. Like, if, if, if you were there as a guy and you weren't, like, clinging to a protest sign... Mm. You would have got hurt. You definitely would have got hurt. You think so? Yeah, I think women would have turned on you so fast. Women aren't that violent by nature, though. Uh, did you see the group, the protest group? Oh, by the way, they found out that uh, among the protesters, the guys who were breaking shit and, like, throwing rocks and bricks through windows, six of them had press credentials. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. Well, they're not that hard to come by. No, I, I, was thinking, I, was thinking about, I was thinking about you with your fake fresh pass. Yeah. You can get away with anything. Front row seats anywhere <laughs> you want. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by the March for Life on Washington. The only thing dumber than a protest march is a march to protest a protest march. <laughs> the March for Life. Clearly, nobody wants to fuck you. Uh, really, honestly, if you're gonna have, if, you can't march against the march. That's like, if you're going to be the first people to do an annoying march, do the march. Well, so gonna, these are pro-life people? These are pro-life people. Because let's face it, as much as everyone wanted to deny it, the, march on, the Women's March on Washington was about abortion. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you ask them about shit, they would come up with three or four issues they were protesting. Some women I saw like said, minimum wage is a big issue for me. Like... Yeah, because I don't see any signs about that. <laughs> All I see are signs of uteruses and, and, and vaginas and babies. Well, being... <laughs> again, the minimum wage, like, how is that particular to women? I well, mean... no, she actually, I thought she made a good point. It, it, it pulled this woman aside. She was smart. She was like, because she didn't want to say, she said abortion, but they said, is there anything else? It's just minimum wage because more women are affected by, you know, the bottom scale of pay scale than men are, like by 60, 40 or whatever. Uh-huh. So at least it was a valid argument. But I'm like, do you realize that, like, none of the other 700,000 people here are... <laughs> are actually marching for this. Right. Which actually, to me, was a valid economic reason women should march. Sure. Which is like, I don't agree with it, but I'm saying, like, at least saying, like, look, we all get paid minimum wage, so we want a higher minimum wage. But no, it was all pictures of vaginas and coat hangers and Trump grabbing vaginas and all that shit. Really witty signs. Yeah. You're not going to get, let's put it this way, you're not going to get, let's say, more than 500 people to show up in Washington to protest minimum wage. <laughs> it's just not happening. Well, they don't have that much time on their hands. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're working minimum wage. You're yeah. doing something else with your Sunday, right? Yes. And by the way, I don't know if you had friends, like Facebook friends or social media friends, whose guy friends who were showing pictures of the signs their wives were making. Oh, I had several of those. That scared the hell. If my wife was making a sign with, like, a picture of, like, a knife through a dick, 
<laughs> I, think, I think I would not be going. I, love, I really love my wife. I really admire my wife or something like that. I'm like, that knife is coming for you one day. Oh, dude, I had so many friends that uh, that brought their daughters out. You know, it's like, I have a daughter, and I don't want whatever to happen to my daughter. It's like, oh, so if you got a son, you're screwed. You can't You can't go. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's, Right, I don't mind. You, we talk about this many times. I don't mind women being fervently pro-choice and complaining about like guy. You know, although they're all the women who protest are all from states where there's completely unfettered access to abortion themselves. I don't mind the if I was a chick, I would think I'd be pretty pissed if somebody was passing law saying I couldn't have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I can see how that would move me. But if you're a guy, you can't be in the protest march for pro-choice. We know guys love why guys love abortion. <laughs> It's because when their girlfriends get pregnant, they want them to have abortions. Right. Guys are guys are way too self interested in the abortion decision to really earnestly be pro choice. To be so pro-choice. now, if you knock a chick up, you can be like, "Let's not let Trump win this yes, one." Yes, yes, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but, but again, it's it's all all these protests, Lena Dunham, all this stuff, Scarlett, it all Madonna, it all comes down to abortion. It's always fucking abortion. Right. Like if if Trump did all this shit and said like I'm adamantly pro choice and I'm gonna give everybody free abortions they would love they would love they would love him they would hate they wouldn't give a shit about syria policy his muslim policy oh, they don't well. know anything about any of no, that shit. they don't give a shit about that stuff he's actually more liberal i mean they're he's actually more liberal in many ways than hillary clinton was well they don't like the vagina grabbing which no. i can't blame him for I, don't, I just don't think they like a guy a rich guy who marries up like who keeps marrying model younger models mm-hmm. i think that inherently makes women very upset and that's why they hate him because actually, he was a pro-choice Democrat for the first sixty-eight years of for sixty-eight years of his life, and donated heavily to Democratic politicians. So yeah, well, I, no one knows any of this stuff, though. You got to that's why we it. need a march, a march against the march against the march. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Men Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I know uh, your only hope of getting laid in high school was by a, an attractive older <laughs> older lady. It's let's say a Miss, Mrs. Robinson with like a hair lip coming, <laughs> coming coming on to you, maybe a teacher. Did you have any hot teachers in high school? Uh, we had one hot teacher, but she was kind of a bitch. Um, in fact, one time I assembled the Legos, the Lego guys, to make it look like they were fucking each other, and she got really mad. And I was like, "What? Who cares? Why are you so uptight?" I love that your story can either take place in kindergarten or senior year of high school. Yeah, I don't know why we had the Legos. Actually, looking back on it, this was tenth grade. Yeah. Uh, well, I think in your special class, they use Legos <laughs> to help you learn the counting and things like that. No, yeah, they probably had a lot of puppets and cartoons and stuff like that. I think the special kids eat those. Yeah, <laughs> they probably do. Uh, so here's the thing. So there's ra- I can't tell if there's a rash of, like, if this is a new phenomenon of, like, high school teachers. There's always been a lot of female teachers, right? There's always been more female teachers than male teachers. Mm-hmm. And I, there's a big rash the last several years, decades, several years in particular, of female teachers fucking their high school students, their boys. Mm-hmm. It seems to be going. I don't know if it's always been going on, and just you and I didn't hear about this in high school because I never heard about this in high school, or if just social media and digital, you know, the cable. Yeah, it seems now like every case is reported on pretty widely. It's a lot of cases, though, dude. I, I, Casey Anthony, we talk about this all the time. There's a case. There's a story every single day about a thirty-something, twenty to thirty-something teacher having sex with their high school student, and it's like every single day, and it's just. Seems like maybe women are just going for it more than they used to go for it. I don't know. But, it's, you know, it's interesting because you don't hear, at least I don't read that many stories about men doing it. 
Well, they, no, there are. You don't read the stories about it. It's happening all the time. But that's more of that's not like a fun story to read. That's no. more of like a, a a crime story. Yes, right. If you read like Half Power Daily Mail, people try to get clickbait off these stories. It's uh, always the female teacher, right? Because that story drives a lot more traffic than than dude. Because I want to read that story, but I I don't really want to read the dude story because I get it. It's not it's not funny. There is always the same story. It's always a it's always a gross looking PE teacher who's not like begging a fifty year old chick, right? And she's pregnant or something like that. You it's know, disgusting. in my high school. In middle school, uh, no, wait, not middle school. I, kn- I knew of two instances, and I'm not going to say anything. I knew of two instances where this happened with a male teacher. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it happened. That happens all. That has always happened. That will always happen. These are guys like around like 16, 17 year old girls. Mm-hmm. It's got to be happening all. The- it's just nature tells you it's got to be happening all the time. And I remember back to like Porky's the movie. Yeah, when the gym teacher was fucking the chick. And it was just funny. <laughs> like, it was just like gym teacher fucking like busty 17-year-old or whatever, yeah. high school girl. And it was just like funny. And everyone just accepted that as like that goes on all the time. Right. And the, and the watching through the hole in the wall. That shit too. Yeah. I mean, that's how life was for a long time. I would have done that. You know, I think you and I agree that there's certain... So here's a story. So Brianna Altice is a Utah mom. She was having just the latest story of a woman having sex with either one or a bunch the women are fairly horny. Got a bunch of male students. Oh, by the way, so I heard the theory that uh, people are going to the teaching now that are not like the ladies who used to go to teaching were like school moms, like lifelong career teachers. Uh-huh. Like they were women who didn't have necessarily have romantic prospects, or they didn't have like whatever. They was going to make their career. Whereas now teaching has become a much more mobile, like in and out kind of industry where women go into it for a few years and not that dedicated. They're not dedicated as teachers, right? So you may be getting women that are going to teaching who would otherwise be I don't know, fucking young guys <laughs> like. Some other industry where it made more sense. Uh-huh. Whereas teachers, it sounds really horrible. So maybe they work in advertising or they work in whatever. These are like unstable, emotionally unstable, hype, sexually active women. That's interesting. So maybe this new crop of women are actually why this is on but the rise. But they're usually married for the most part, aren't they? Yeah, it's really weird. They're all mar- they all seem to be married, and a lot of them have kids. And so they're and they're all a lot of them are really semi attractive to attractive. Yeah, they're not hags. So these are, seem to be just emotionally disturbed, emotionally disturbed women who watch like Justin Bieber concerts and get off, get off on it. Like these are just women who love young guys. Yeah, they gotta have some young guy fetish because it's not like they can't go to a bar and get laid, right? They can totally go to a bar and get laid by a thirty-year-old guy. But I think part of it is just the fact that they are just like taking control of like is this cougar cub thing going on, where they can just find a guy. And by the way, these aren't like little wee, wimpy guys for the most part. These are probably like strapping young guys. Uh-huh. Who will just have sex with them, like, easy peasy. They have nothing to do. Do you think they're almost like like a guy's mentality? Which yes. is like, yes. I, you know, yeah, it might be cool to go try and find a nine. But, you know, if a six just says, I'm going to fuck you, <laughs> yes. you'll just do it, Well, right? also, if he's 16 and you're buying him beer, he's going to fuck you without any problems whatsoever. A 16-year-old will fuck anything. He will fuck anything. By the way, he can fuck a lot. And all you have to do is buy him, like, a six-pack of beer, and he's in heaven. He's in heaven. Like, you don't have to cater to his needs at all. Right. He's just, his needs are being taken care of by you having sex with him. Wait, why does he need the beer? Why, why are you getting greedy? Uh, no, because they, they, that's what they, oh, actually, one guy was, one girl bought, like, a guy a bike. One girl bought, like, you know, like, beer. It's like I'm saying, it's cheap gifts is what I'm saying. Right. There's very little, there's very little maintenance that needs to go on this relationship. Right, right. Because you, by having, it's the reverse of, like, a guy with a girl. You got to take her to dinner, treat her nice, make her feel emotionally wanted. Mm-hmm. But the guy, you just need to fuck him, and he feels taken care of. Right. And if you buy him a sandwich, he's like really fucking taken care of. Mm-hmm. And if you buy a beer, he thinks you're the fucking god. He will pray, he will fucking kill for you, literally kill for you. Right. I mean, at 16, 90 percent of the kids are poor as fuck in, in terms of just spending money. Right? Oh yeah, they can't get liquor to boot, so they have this husband at home who kind of like kind of likes them, but isn't giving them the attention they want. Now there's a six year old dude like 
who's sending a thousand "I love you" f- texts a day because they want to keep getting fucking free beer. Yeah. So I can see. I totally understand that. And by the way, as you see more women in in the industry, in the entertainment, but other industries like in their thirties and forties, becoming independently wealthy and unmarried and stuff. They're all going for younger guys. Mm-hmm. They're all having sex with younger guys who are basically low-maintenance fucks, basically. So I think they are totally approximating male behavior once they have the opportunity to do it. And once, like, the social stigma is gone, they're completely just pigs. Just, right. like, just like guys. And what's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Uh, I, I kind of, I'm kind of proud of them. I'm kind of proud of those ladies. <laughs> now, having said that, so this Utah mom, Brianna Altice, she was fucking a few high school students. She's getting, like, now that what they're starting to do now is, like, say uh, uh, that women should get the same penalties as the men. They're giving them serious crimes. One woman just got, teacher's got 10 years in prison. Wow. She's facing 30 years in prison. And, by the way, this is for non-statutory rape, but consensual sex otherwise, just because of the age or the fact they were students. So, wait, so it is statutory rape? It is statutory rape, and, they, and it, is, it is in every state pretty much illegal for a teacher to have sex with their student no matter the age, even, but, when, they're, even when they're 18, by the way. But without the age thing, what what is the, the age in consent is in most states is sixteen, right? It's eighteen in most states. Is but it? in the southern states, it's sixteen. But what they did was they all like Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, all passed these laws saying even if the kids of age, if he's if he's in high school, you can't have sex with them. Basically, okay. If you're a teacher, which by the way to me makes sense. I don't think teachers should be having sex with their students. Yeah, because as funny as it was in Porky's, it's probably not a great way to get you know our education system is real shitty already so the last thing we need is like you know sugar mamas in there yes you don't you don't want sex there shouldn't be no sex during school hours that's basically teachers can't be having sex with students because it creates a creates a bad relationship just like bosses probably should be having sex with their employees at work yeah it's just one of those power dynamics it's not a good thing uh but here's my question matt because you wrote about this and you you kind of agree with me in this and i get so much shit from people on, on social and email about this isn't there a difference between rape and a woman, a 30-year-old woman having sex with, like, a 16- or 17-year-old guy who is most likely physically stronger, bigger than she is, consensually having sex, definitely desiring to have sex? Isn't there a difference, and can't we as a society come to some agreement that there should be treated differently? Yeah, I mean, it's not rape when you're begging to do it, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you would agree at some age, you know, you probably would have wanted to have sex, but probably you're too young. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think like if you're playing football, offensive line of, <laughs> in high school, and you're driving a car and you're you know on your own, you have a job, that should be able to be able to allow fuck whoever you want, basically consensually. Yeah, I mean, the thirty and and sixteen, seventeen, it's it's basically two adults. I mean, I I don't know. And if it was a guy and a sixteen, seventeen year old girl, yeah, I would think that's gross. But you know what? She's seventeen and her birthday's the next day. I mean, what's the difference? You're 17 well, the in 364 the next, days. The difference is the next day, legal for her to do double-fisted anal porn, <laughs> right? And we right. can all get off. Guys can all, you know, the, the, the people passing these laws can all get off to her the next day. Yeah. yeah like getting basically S&M, you know, beaten with a fucking whip and double anal penetrated, and it's all good. I mean, we need to draw a line, and I think 18 is a, a good place to draw that line. But um, I don't know. He's 16. He's an adult. It just, there's no victim. I don't. I think. Well, first of all, I, I do agree that teachers should not be. We talk. Teachers should not be having sex with the kids. So you definitely have to fire the teacher. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She certainly. definitely have to fire and lose. She her should teacher. never teach again. She should never teach again. Although you know, she wants to come tutor me. <laughs> she could do that. But I agree with that. There's certain industries, and obviously, if it's forced in any way, or if it's something like that, yes. Or if she's buying him fucking heroin or to get off or something like that. But she's just fucking like buying him a beer, and they're having sex in the back of her car every day after school. Yeah. 
That can't. That's beautiful, dude. That's actually beautiful. That's I mean, not a crime, dude. Honestly, even and and I think there is a big distinction between a man, a male teacher, and a female teacher doing this. But even if it's if it's a guy and and there's no coercion or manipulation or, or threats or whatever. I mean, it still seems consensual. I don't yes. see what the big deal about a 17-year-old chick fucking a 24-year-old dude is if that's what they both want to do. Uh, so there's a case in California where the the, stu- the teacher was in her 20s, or the student was 16 or 17, had sex with uh, the student. So she's up for criminal charges, but this family's also suing her and everybody else. And what their claim, their claim for the lawsuit is that, like, that she, fuck, she fucked the student so bad... I mean, she fucked him so often that he doesn't know right from wrong anymore, and he doesn't know that her fucking him every day was wrong. Uh-huh. Like, he's lost his sensibilities because he still thinks it was okay that he did it. I'm like, what? Like, uh. no, like no, he actually just thinks it was okay that he was fucking his hot teacher every See, day. See, this is a bad call. Wait, are they suing the school district? They're suing the- her and everybody else because they're saying that, like, he was mentally damaged, and there's their evidence of his mental damage is the fact that he doesn't know that fucking his teacher was wrong. Right. <laughs> that's because he doesn't feel that way. Right. Maybe but, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to him. And maybe 20 years from now, it's not wrong to him. And maybe his buddy who wasn't fucked wishes it was him. And he doesn't think it was wrong either. It's wrong for the teacher. But for the kid, it's right. It's totally if right. If you're presented with that opportunity, by all means, if there's any 16-year-old, 17-year-old boys listening, wear a condom and keep fucking your teacher. Yes. And the, the, the vague, the, here's the thing all the, all the, the holier than thou has come up with is this vague idea of victimhood for this kid that he's going to have trouble in his relationships later in life. He's going to be emotionally damaged. He's going to be all this stuff. Yet they never can prove, they've never been able to prove that with any sort of study or evidence. It's all like a theory they have because they don't like the fact that some high school kids having sex. No one just wants to admit that it's awesome and yes. we all would have fucked our teacher if she was hot given the opportunity. Uh, I think you got you have some penalty, right? So the teachers don't just do it. teachers and moms don't just start fucking their kids' friends, because underage friends, because it is just kind of gross and there's no really upside for upside for society. What about just not being able to be a teacher again? I mean, you yeah. know, honestly, well, a, this, in this case, month, she was just a mom. She was a mom fucking her daughter's friend. A month or two in prison. <laughs> yes, there was a, I know all these cases now. There's another case in Florida. The, the mom came home, found her teenage daughter having a party. And she was drunk herself, and she had sex with five of the boys at the party. Oh, yeah. I read that one multiple times. <laughs> yes, right. And I was like, and the boy, they're all like, you know, she's going to jail for some. You got to, like, understand, like, if we can't have degrees of gray in sex crime, in sexual activity, in sex crimes, and say, that's wrong, that's really wrong, and that one you get killed for. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we have to have something. People are so, I don't know what's happening. It's weird. As a society, we've become so much more puritanical than we used to be, which you thought, like, the digital revolution and then and just sort of. Our society getting older and more crass, and we become more crass and like sort of open to ideas. But in a way, we become really puritanical, especially about sexual things, mm-hmm. to where all sex that is not, you know, man, woman, mission, or position, marriage, biblical sex is really bad. Well, and we're being increasingly um, like we we go by the letter of the law, you know, like. Uh, you get pulled over by a cop, and he goes, you're speeding. And you go, yeah, but I was driving safely. It doesn't matter. Yes. Okay, well, you're a fucking moron then because you're incapable of reason. And we're doing this with uh, with the kids, too. You know, it's like, well, that's just wrong, uh, just a blanket statement. But you don't really think about, you know, a 17-year-old boy fucking a 28-year-old chick really isn't wrong. In, are, in the- are you with me and Brian? We're going to go march on Washington to allow uh, <laughs> women to have sex with underage boys. <laughs> that's just, by the way, that's a march nobody will show up to, but every single guy at home will be like, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get that. There's not a single. There's, there's always that guy who has to. You know, ninety nine percent of guys will write like, 
where were those teachers when I was a kid? Because they all know the truth. Mm-hmm. Whereas there has to be the one guy, this is probably the guy whose like, wife is making the fucking nice of the dick signs for the march, <laughs> was march, who has to go, it's a crime, it's wrong, he's a child, and you should know this, and it's the same if it's a man, atta- if it's an older man having sex with a teenage girl. And we all know that's not the same. Because- well, maybe women know that one, so let's just say we legalize, like, all right, 16-year-old boy, fuck a, fuck a lady, it's fine. Yeah. But then some guy, there's like, there's this lawyer that lives in New York, and he sued, um, who did he say? I think he sued the city because they allowed nightclubs to discriminate because they let women in and not men. <laughs> right. Which uh, is discrimination. It absolutely is discrimination. But that's fine, whatever, no one cares. But then some guy like that will start lobbying to fuck the 16-year-old girls. So I think that even though women are fine with discrimination when it benefits them, uh, you know, this is a case where we almost want to just let sleeping dogs. Uh, yes. It's not, although I would say it's not just all women, because if you've ever been to a libertarian meeting before, <laughs> I don't know if you have, but <laughs> no. libertarians are for, you know, they're for, for, for freedom of, in all cases. They want everything legalized and with the government out of everything. But if you ever go to a meeting, for some reason, they're always, always just talking about legalizing prostitution. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's always like... That's like 90% of the reason why all they're all there. Because men are still just pigs. Right. If they're libertarian, Republican, or Democrat, right, right. they all want the same thing as they want access to, to sex. <laughs> so that's like, I'm like, guys, what about all this like tariff and free trade? Yeah, yeah, but really, we got to focus on legalizing prostitution <laughs> and maybe change the age of consent to 16 from 18. Like that. you know, that's really what constitutional liberty is all about. All so right. everybody's fucking self-serving. Matt, let me ask you. Shia LaBeouf, I know you've seen all his movies. You have his trading cards. Uh, you followed him. Actually, I will say this. The one movie I liked him in was Holes, the movie Holes. I don't know if you ever saw that. Is that a... No. Where he's is out in the desert. Is that a Night Shyamalan movie? No, no, no. That's, that is also Holes. Uh, this was a Disney movie where he's like in a he's in a juvenile delinquent camp like digging holes out in the desert. Should a Disney movie really be called Holes? <laughs> yes, it's about Holes. It was, I would say no, but literally it was about holes in the desert. They were digging holes in the desert, so I was okay with if you it. you called it digging holes, I wouldn't think anything weird or no. perverted. Well, digging holes, it's just, it was fucking holes. You dude. don't think someone at Disney was getting a little laugh out of that? Well, the fact that it was a, a camp for teenage delinquent boys and it was called holes? Yeah. I guess now that you think about it. Holes, wait, what other movie? I know his name, obviously, but what movies? I don't think I've ever oh, seen Transform- him. Oh, it was in Transformers? It was a big oh, movie. Oh, he was in the real shitty Transformers Yeah, yeah. Movies. No, he's a big, I mean, he oh, was okay. a big... He was actually, he's a, he's a legitimately, you know, like we always make fun of Sean Penn and we make fun of Christian Bale. We make fun of all these guys. They're all legitimately talented actors, right? Mm-hmm. And part of being a talented actor is being an, an annoying fucking prick. It just goes, well, it just goes to the territory. I mean, he, those other guys certainly are. And, and Shia LaBeouf, I'm sure, is a talented he's a, he's a, he's a kid. He started as a kid actor. You're talking about the Transformers movies. Like, no, no, I, no, I no, might need a little more evidence. He's not like, I mean, greatness in acting is in the eye of the beholder, but he takes those fucking roles where he's fucking like, you know, naked and fucking being beaten and he's, like, crying and shit like that. He takes those fucking, like, hard roles that, like, Sean Penn takes that only certain actors in Hollywood will take. Yeah. Where they're disgraced and degraded or play, like, horrible creatures. Seems like such a, a shtick to me, but I, I'll take your Well, that's the thing it. is, I don't know if it's a shtick or not. So now he's doing he's doing these th- performance art things. So he, he just started going, like, kind of nuts. And it's hard to tell when these, when these like, crazy method actors start going nuts. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this with other actors before. It's really hard to tell when they're going nuts. Or they're just fucking, like, self-promoting themselves. Or they're just half-nuts, and you couldn't tell. Like, with Charlie Sheen, we thought he was putting on an act. Mm-hmm. But then it turned out, no, he was actually coked out of his mind and fucking getting the AIDS. And he probably was legitimately crazy. Yeah. He was literally, he was literally out of his mind. At the time he was doing his fucking Tiger's Blood thing, he was literally out of his That's mind. That's when he found out he got HIV, right? Yes. And he was literally, and probably fucking snorting, the hell, just doing rails till he forgot about it. I would it. have done the exact same thing. 
uh, yes. You just need $30 million. You need like $30, $40 million at least change around. <laughs> You're sort of in a smaller version, like getting angry at Subway. Yeah, like it would have been a lot of like Facebook Live videos. Old, drinking and, Old English and like... Yeah, yeah like cheap malt liquor. Scraping the last piece of Coke off the mirror and yeah. shit like that. It would not have been like 80-person parties at your mansion like, <laughs> with fucking $10,000 escorts. Uh... But it's hard. It's hard to tell with these guys who act crazy all the time for their movie roles. They act crazy, and when they talk, to, when they interview, they're always fucking nuts, crazy. When you interview them, they're just intense. They're very fucking intense people. So it's hard to tell when intense people go crazy. So he's been doing this performance art thing for the last three or four years, where he fucking, you know, he's in West Hollywood. You wait in line, you get to yell at him for like ten minutes, or slap his fucking dick, or whatever the fuck's going on. Or right. he's in an elevator. It's just weird ass. Things and it was hard to tell if it was a put on or did, not. Like that video where he was doing ballet with the twelve-year-old girl, like, or, yeah, like and rape, acting out, raping her and stuff like that. I yeah, I don't. <laughs> I have a theory on what he's doing. Yes, uh, he's an annoying hipster, and you can tell by his haircut and his clothing. And what hipsters do is they're really into faux art, and they have no artistic talent in terms of. Uh, you know, art uh, exhibits the, yes. the so-called fine arts or whatever applied arts, which you can tell those people are assholes because yes. they call it fine art. Um, and uh, so it always turns out instead of painting, uh, you know, uh, an amazing landscape, it's like I got a shoe with a nail through it. Yes. It's like fuck yourself. And I think that he's that guy, like like, so, invent, like the guys who invent sports, they invent sports that can be good at them. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he yeah he got convinced at some point that. Uh, Intellectually, you're really smart if you uh, do some kind of. Do you think that includes all the like the fist fights he gets into and stuff, the altercations he gets into? No, I think that's being drunk. Yeah, I think so. so that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like when guys are like these, when these intense actors also start doing drugs to get drunk, and they get in fights or they fucking like do crazy ass shit. I can't tell if they're just crazy or if they're if they know if they're self aware that they're putting on as an act. Well, see, the self awareness comes in. When you do a couple bullshit art exhibits, which any like a homeless person can yeah. do, then if you do something fucked up, you can just claim that this was a piece of performance art. Because he doesn't make, he doesn't get any mo- he doesn't make any money off them, obviously. So there's no there's no financial incentive to what he's doing, and it probably only hurts him in terms of ever getting a Transformers movie again. I would they're not gonna, so. Yeah, I mean, still, he does all these indie films. Still, he's in like three or four indie films right now. He still gets hired by these, you know, edgy directors because they like what he does, mm-hmm. which is fucking how fucking he puts how far he puts himself out in his roles. So he's got this anti-Trump cam. There's this camera at the museum of uh, museum of the moving arts or moving pictures or something like that in Astoria, Queens, which I'm sure you've been to. Mm-hmm. You get entertain- I think it's in my entertainment coupon book. See, that sounds like a real museum. I bet when you go there, it's, you know, the upper floor of a one-bedroom It looks like apartment. a shitty... I can't tell because the camera... They put up a camera on it, but it's facing outwards. So you can't tell how shitty the museum is. Yeah. But it's not in a great neighborhood. And uh, it seems to be frequented by mostly lesbian NYU students and city college students. Okay. So they put up this camera on Inauguration Day, and LaBeouf was, Shia LaBeouf was behind this, I guess, or he worked with the museum on this, because otherwise no one would know the camera was there. And it's a protest camera for Trump. And it's an anti-Trump protest camera. It's going to be on 24-7 all four years of his, of his presidency. Uh-huh. So you can imagine... So it, let's say in the first week it's really well attended. Second I, week, I would bet that it won't be on for the, <laughs> no, the next year. No, I would say three weeks into it they come up with some excuse why the man shut them down <laughs> and they shut it off. Uh, so anyhow, they're, they're all cha- people are invited to stand in front of it and chant, uh, "He will not divide us." Okay, because obviously that's going to work. Uh, so so far it's been Shia LaBeouf, uh, Jaden Smith. And a, just a bunch of unattractive lesbians. Wait, but he's the president. So if you don't want Trump to divide us, doesn't that mean that you become a Trump supporter? Uh, I think you're asking too many questions for this camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> camera. Yeah. So honestly, honestly, Jada Smith won one time because Jada Smith has to go. 
Uh, Shia LaBeouf has been there constantly in front of this camera yelling, he will not devise. And then there's been an assortment of unattractive uh, lesbian girls with big scarves. Because uh-huh. it's also freezing cold, by the way. Uh, so what he's doing is he's, he's got this thing where, like, he had, like, a white supremacist showed up, a kid, like, who looked like he was dressed like a white supremacist who was yelling shit in the camera. And then LaBeouf came over and, like, shouted him down, and everyone, everyone cheered and applauded him. Oh, that's definitely fake. I yeah, totally think it's fake. There's not that many white supremacists, open, open white supremacists in the garb walking around Queens. No, and he was dressed like he came out of Central Casting. White supremacist. He was wearing, like, an yeah. Imperial Stormtrooper hat. Like that's totally Wars, fake. Totally fake. But the other night, he got arrested. LaBeouf got arrested in front of the camera for grappling with somebody, which was probably fake, too. Or he just fucking attacked a random kid, and the police arrested him for scratching this kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's my bigger question. It's not even about Shia LaBeouf because I. By the way, he was raised by. Uh, you know, he was raised by carnies. He really? was raised by circus, like circus, uh, state fair, like traveling people. Yes, which explains why he might be crazy. He was raised by Jewish carnies. Yes, holy Jewish, fuck. Like, Jewish Canadian carnies, I believe. Good lord. Yeah, I know. They really were like traveling. Oh, he's French Canadian? Yeah, they were traveling. French right. Canadian. Jewish makes a lot more sense. Traveling, yeah, he's a fucking faux traveling, artist. Ca- traveling con artist performers. Mm. <laughs> like, where's Bert? So, so, yeah, I think he might be nuts. But here's my real point. Has anybody yet, it's been, people have had months, weeks, and months to, to figure this out. Has anybody yet figured out an anti Trump protest that is not fucking obnoxious, annoying? And even though you and I don't even like Trump, make us make us kind of like Trump more. <laughs> Why can't people? There's so many. And by the way, Trump is the is the as much as we all everyone hates him, and we might disagree with all his policies and don't like him. He's the most forthright president we've ever had in terms of saying in terms of his legislative policy. Like he's like, okay, now I'm going to build a wall, keep the fucking Mexicans out. Now I'm going to ban Muslims. He's not like even trying to like sugarcoat shit. Right. He is like, you know, if you don't if you don't want to if you want to argue with his policy, you know exactly what his policy is. There's no like. He's not calling shit like he's getting rid of the DREAM Act. Obama called it the DREAM Act for like allowing illegal immigrant children to stay in the United States. Yeah. Whereas Trump call is getting rid of it, calling it like the fuck you Mexican kids act. Like there's no like there's no there's no there's no politics about the guy, right? So there's many ways you could protest the shit he's doing mm-hmm. in a in a very intelligent, meaningful way against his his policies, which a lot of which are seem to be pretty horrible. But for some reason it's all Shia LaBeouf in front of cameras yelling, it's all uh, Joss Whedon, like, writing nasty shit about, like, Ivanka Trump, how, comparing her to a dog, shit like that, and when applying this, all this, like, horrible entertainment and media industry leading stuff that makes people, like, either on the fence or even people that don't even like Trump go, like, fuck, who are these fucking protesters? And I, I kind of side with Trump on this. Yeah, I, I think we've just been infantilized to to a degree that, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf thinks that, that his... Uh, Sort of uh, faux art, his stupid hipster art project, and you go and uh, to the women's march, and they have the vagina hats and the signs, the witty signs, uh, where people totally owned it yep. or whatever, and uh, it's all very uh, fickle. It seems it all um, seems like protests you did in like girls did in high school or junior high school. Like if you were fourteen, it would make this is how you would protest shit when you were fourteen. You'd scream a lot, and you'd like make funny signs, and you you know we would like. Do performance already kind of sh- shit like that? Well, my theory is that, uh, you know, people have essentially been disenfranchised to the point through gerrymandering and uh, just, you know, corporate welfare that they, they really don't think they have a, a way to protest that will make a difference. So it, it kind of devolves into, into doing stupid shit. Yeah, but that's not Madonna and Scarlett Johansson. They're not disenfranchised. They're the one with Shia LaBeouf and, and, and Joss well, Whedon. These people are like who are like taking podiums. They're, and- they're disenfranchised in the sense that, you know, the the people don't really have any power, I think. Well, they're disenfranchised in the sense they lost. The, they, they picked a really shitty candidate. Right. And they, lost, they lost the election. 
Well, no, I mean, even if it was Hillary, like Hillary wouldn't have done anything about the the atrocities that corporations are like Monsanto would have thrived either way, right? Oh yeah, but there wouldn't have been a pro. There would so have been that, a, I think that's why people feel disenfranchised is that they really, if they care about something, they realize that there's. You, you look at something really fucked up, right? And you go, I, shit, I can't do anything about that. And nor is there any representative that's going to do anything about it. But that. I think you're talking about a small number of people like yourself who actually read. Yeah, I am. I don't think you're talking about, like, either rich entertainers, you know, liberal entertainers, or people, like, that are up in arms about Trump. By the way, here's my question. Who do you think has paid for more abortions in their life, <laughs> Trump or anybody else's entire country? He must have, he must have, like, funded, like... Planned Parenthood or abortion, private abortion clinics, like through the eighties and nineties, like crazy. Yeah, I'm assuming. There's no way he didn't ha- he didn't pay for at least ten, ab- ten abortions. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, it, I know he has to do the pro life shit too because they helped him get elected. There's well, no way that guy is fucking pro life. He doesn't strike me as terribly uh, irresponsible. He seems very orderly up up until the point that he probably has Aspergers and he's on Ritalin and shit, but. He, he he seems like he'd wrap it up. He I don't know. You think so? I don't know. I think he just paid. I think he just t- took care of it the old the way old school rich guys always took care of it, which is like here's twenty grand and you get to keep the extra. Go get an abortion. Go get an abortion. Right. I don't know. I was thinking about Trump too. Trump has like you know Melania. Would you say Melania Trump? Because Joss Whedon refer, called her a dog or referred to her as a dog. Would you say Ivanka Trump is like the best looking first daughter ever? Uh, she doesn't really do it for me. I, but I she's a model look. She's a model looking type person. She's uh, tall and blonde, she and she's looks slender. Like a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she's super hot, but I'm saying she is like tall, blonde, slender. She mo- she was a model. She like. Here's the point. Melania Trump, for all her hooky, hooky best, she's a good-looking first lady, right? We don't have a lot to choose from. I mean, I would say Jackie was probably quite a bit better looking. Melania Trump looks very surgically altered. She does. She does. But then before that, so we had Marla Maples and Ivanka Trump. So one thing old rich guys used to do was they always made, when they, especially when they weren't very attractive themselves, is always make sure they made babies with good-looking ladies. They always got married to good-looking ladies. Yeah. That's how, like, rich guys always did it. And I was thinking about how, like, all the new rich guy, internet rich guys... Are all now marrying like ugly, <laughs> ugly women, right? <laughs> like, like, uh, fa- like the fa- like Zuckerberg and this guy now from Reddit who's like married, get married Serena Williams and stuff like that. The guys used to like make money and then like just fuck marry hot young trophy the guy wives. From Reddit is marrying Serena Williams. Yeah, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> like, why? I don't know. Like, why can't you get a Victoria's Secret supermodel? Like, that was like. There was a thing about the other thing. People, I think, I think values have changed over time, and these millennial millennials now like. Even rich guy millennials are going like, I want a really earthy, like unattractive wife. To, oh, like, so you're saying there'd be some backlash if his wife was smoking hot? Oh yeah, totally there would because it would be like you're not. It's like you're selling out. Like you're not part of like this cool, like this cool, hipster culture, or whatever it is, where we don't looks aren't important to us anymore. And I'm like, fuck that, fuck, fuck the guys always fucking guys always got money so they could marry fucking hot models and that was like one thing Trump did was he made sure he always was married to hot model and he made babies with hot models and women some women take offense to that just because I don't know if they know why they're angry but that they are that's like it's like your credentials you can't there's no way Zuckerberg could be married to a model and still like say the shit he you know or the guy from Reddit could marry like a model and still talk like he talks you have to have like your bona fides are almost like an ugly wife or like almost part of your bona fides like I'm not Either that or they're just, they're just not very sexual people. I don't know. Maybe just guys have lost their sex drive well, to just fuck young, hot if women. If you're a guy and you're, 
you like first of all if if you are really into banging Serena Williams to the yes. point that you want to marry her, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're either gay or you're just not that into chicks. I don't know if he's even into banging Serena Williams because that's really just hard for me to fathom. Right. As so much as like it's a you know you have a feminist like a strong feminist woman as your as your mate as your partner. And that signifies the fact that you're now, you know, you're part of this culture of understanding and diversity. And I mean, it's, he's a white, he's a tall white dude who's marrying like a strong black, manly looking woman who's a fem- who's an outspoken feminist. Well, I'm not, I'm not judging what he's into. All I'm saying is, if you marry Serena Williams, you're a gay guy. You're marrying a very strong woman in many, many ways. You should not marry a woman that can beat the shit out of you. No, I, I told you my theory. At the end of the day. Relationships have always counted on the fact, good relationships, bad relationships, always count on the fact that at the end of the day, the woman can't beat up the man. Yeah, I mean, it creates, it creates a normalcy and it's sort of a, it's been really shitty for someone who got their ass kicked, but it's created this sort of normal, this hetero normalcy yeah, of yeah. like relationships that like at the end of the day, the woman knows that she can't. So she find that women have developed other ways to defeat their men. And it's sort of, that's the way our society has sort of developed. Well, when the women can beat up the man, it changes everything. Well, yeah, because most women I've known at, at one point have have tried to beat me up and, and just failed miserably. I've never retaliated. A lot of women do try to assault you, I've noticed. Yeah, they do. <laughs> really, Like, some of them don't even know you. Just, <laughs> it's that face. It's something about that face you have. But if they could actually... It doesn't bother guys. I don't think guys probably attack you here's, often. Here's why you don't do this. Because every chick, you know, they they have this double standard they enjoy. And they will get drunk and they will punch you. And it won't hurt. You just get out of the way. Um, if the chick can actually do some damage, yes. at that point, you're probably going to punch her back, and then you're going to be charged with all kinds of shit. I would love to see you against Serena Williams, like in a court case, <laughs> where you explain how she's stronger than you, and then like, they bring they bring on a bench press, yeah, and they make her be- and they make you and her bench press, and she bench like does eight reps of like three twenty. What do you think she can? Be- I can bench about what two twenty. I'll say. I I guarantee you, she can bench her body weight twenty times. Holy shit! Yeah. And she could probably bench your body weight 20 times. Women are, it's, she's not as strong as she looks, obviously, because she's a woman. So even though she's huge and muscular, she's probably not as strong as, she's not, not as strong as a man at the same time. If size. we're going to throw out the theories that their dad pumped them up with hormones and all that stuff. She's very, she's, she's very, very strong. So, uh, all right, we just figured, I think we, we, went on a, we went on a tangent there, but it had, to, it had to be discussed. Men don't, I think men are, millennial males are looking for mother figures has always my, been my theory. Mm-hmm. They want a woman to take charge in the relationship. They don't want to be in charge of shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And they want a strong woman, which I think is, a, it's like the gazelles eating the lions in the savannah. Right. All hell fucking breaks loose. It just defies a natural order. And yes, it's always sucked for the gazelles, but guess what? Gazelles have been around for 10 million years for a reason. And it's, even with the lions taking them down and them not being able to fight back, they still have survived, thrived for 10 million years. So there's something to that system that actually has worked. Right, right. When the fucking prey starts eating the predators, everything everything goes to hell. So that was a story about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, we have a, se- a new segment this week. Every week I have to change the segment. There's a legal order comes down from somebody and <laughs> threads me with something, so the segment has to be changed. Uh, and this week's special Matt segment, this is where I, sh- I let you extend your breadth of knowledge because I, I know you secretly you do like to read. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Matt explains what intersex is in gory detail and why it's different than men wanting to dress like women and piss in the ladies' room. <laughs> so um, here's the thing. I want to start the preface by saying I always, you and I, but especially me, always make fun of trannies. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, tranny is just, is just a guy wanting to put on a dress. Right? I don't say tranny, but I think we kind of share the same thoughts on it. Yes. I mean, to me, a guy wanting to put on a dress or a guy wanting to have breasts or a guy wanting to take off his dick. And, and let's say Bruce Jenner as a classic example. 
to me, that's something like fine if you want to do it, but you don't deserve special treatment for wanting that. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shit. A lot of shit I would like. You know, <laughs> I don't think I deserve special treatment or government funding for special class category. You know, if I decide I want to like extend my bone six inches so I can play basketball, and be taller in basketball, well, go ahead and fucking do that. But you don't deserve special consideration. Now, intersex, I always thought was just tranny, so I didn't know this. But thankfully, this week you have schooled myself and millions of other people on intersex. So, <laughs> if you can repeat yourself here and explain why intersex is not. Just dudes like Bruce Jenner wanted to put on a dress and piss in the ladies' room. Right, right. So intersex is is actually like a medical um, condition, I suppose, when you're born. And there's this model called... I wrote it down for you because I know there's no way in hell you'd remember it. Hannah Gabby Odiel. Odiel I think that's how she pronounces it. And she's from uh, a Scandinavian country. I can't remember which one. Um, <clears throat> so she was born, essentially, they used to call it hermaphrodite. And that term is now frowned upon because you always got to change the terms, you know, yes. just to make shit difficult. Yes. So they changed it to intersex, which sounds very European and kind of uh, clinical, I suppose. It sounds like sex. When I hear intersex, I think it's like that's where can, like a rub and tug would be named intersex. I guess the, the term inter, I-N-T-E-R, means kind of like two, like combined. So basically you're born with Wow, uh, Matt, you really are educated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this woman, I guess, even though she has male chromosomes and is, is So sort does of, she have male chromosomes or female chromosomes? She has male chromosomes. Okay, so she was born with male chromosomes but with no, pe- no penis? If you were to do a DNA test, it would be a, a male. Okay, but no male genitalia at birth. Well, no, she had testes. What? Test, test, which I've always hated that word. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to say testicles. Um, but So when you're born, your testicles are kind of up in your abdomen, and then they drop down. They do. Uh, I was told, I was told uh, through Urban Legend that happens when you f- see your first hot chick. Yeah, that's yes, possible. I don't Apparently it happens around nine months or something. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't haven't, really know. I don't yeah, ever remember I know, having, I haven't having examined. Well, because, well, later on we'll like go examine. Crown some, Royal sack. Yeah, we'll go, Laurels, we'll go uh, examine some boys later <laughs> on. Just check that one out. But, so basically they drop at some point. But So you but, have an empty, the kids have like an empty scrotum when they're born. Yeah. Yeah, basically, and the, and there can be there's up to like fifty different combinations, and they're all different, but it's some combination of having a, a penis and sort of male and female reproductive uh, parts. But so I believe with this woman, she had a penis and an empty uh, nut sack. So there were no nuts. There were no nuts. No nuts. Well, the, but, no vagi- but no vagina. Well, it's it's somewhat no vagina, but I guess it's somewhat of a common occurrence that the balls don't drop down. So then the doctor will sort of surgically um, play, put them down there or something. But I guess okay. a lot of shit can go wrong, and I don't know. I'm sure cases vary from one case to the next. Um, it wasn't quite explained in the interview that she did, but anyway, her parents decided to um, just uh, start giving her female uh, hormones and, and essentially uh, cut cut off the male parts. So I don't know what's down there at this point, but it's uh, only now that I finally regret. I totally regret this, this, this segment. <laughs> well, they kept they kept telling her that it was like a bladder thing because it got up to be fourteen years old, and and she's still getting these surgeries to I guess correct. Oh, they didn't tell. They didn't tell. They didn't tell her. They didn't tell her until she was like fourteen. Oh, uh, that sucks. And so now she's like you know an advocate for the intersex. Uh, but now uh, she's living. Now she's living as a woman. She is a woman. She's living as a woman. She kind of, pretty much looks like a woman or a strange-looking woman. Does anyway. she have female genitalia? She didn't get into that. Which, okay, so that's the, the yeah. elephant in the room, I guess. Yes. Or maybe elephant. That's a large animal. But can we say that this is like, and this is a very, very small percentage of people born this way, right? 
Um, it's 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 not as small as you would think. I think it's around 02 to 05 percent has some kind of not traditional junk. But then most are fixed by surgery. Yeah. So there's the the number of people like her is walking this earth is pretty small, right? Yes, yes. Okay, but these are the people that were not. I just want to be very clear. I want to do something positive. These are people we're not supposed to make fun of, right? Because they were actually, they actually, unlike Lady Gaga, whose song "Born That Way" uh-huh. <laughs> implies that anybody who wants anything fucked up in their life or any sort of self-described sexual orientation or gender can then say, "I was born that way." Yeah. This literally is a case of a person who was born that way, right? Yeah. This isn't a, a dude with a with a dick uh, just putting on a dress and acting like some. You know, this is actually can affect people's lives and it's not like a real easy decision what to do you know i mean i think in this case probably the right thing to do would have been to get a surgery and get the guy's balls correct um (laughs) but it's weird because the the woman gabby uh, she's in this interview talking about like how i can i can never have children and it's like well no i mean uh, why would you You she has no uterus right (laughs) no nothing like that okay but she's just saying that uh it shouldn't be stigmatized and that the parents should sort of um, be open about it and more educated so they can know what to do because I guess sometimes they act out of rash decision because they're like... Uh, they have no idea what the fuck to this do. This is fucking weird. Yes. Which And I'm always in favor of admitting that shit's weird. Also, they come from a country where Hitler would have just killed them, in the, <laughs> killed them early on. Right. So, like, they're defective, so Hitler just, you know, they would have, like... It's a culture that doesn't understand, like... For, for many generations, did not understand deformity. Right. As, like... or you know, difference. The idea of stigma to me is like ridiculous because everyone always talks about the stigma they have from these, their particular gender identity or sexual identity. People get stigma from everything. Yeah. You get stigmatized for being, you probably get stigmatized for being tall and goofy, I bet. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't think it'll ever not be a little bit like, uh, make you a little queasy. I mean, I just got in an argument. My cousin just had a baby and they showed the picture of the baby and it still had the weird skin stuff on it. And I was like, all right, this is fucking gross, right? Like, I don't really want to look at it. And, uh, you know the baby's genitals? No, just okay. the baby's head. Like, it was just, it wasn't attractive. Like, it was it was making me sick. Like, I was trying to eat. I was like, I don't want to look at it. There's nothing beautiful about the birthing process. It's like, like a newborn baby. So this girl I'm with was like, well, you know, it's just natural. And I'm like, all right, we'll have three shots of tequila. I'm going to present a placenta to you on a plate right in front of you and tell me if you don't fucking yak. Uh, so, yeah, it might be natural. But that's not to say it's it's not kind of gross. And I frankly feel that that way about the intersex uh, community uh in that it's never not going to be like it's always uh, gonna be weird it's always going to be weird if you are in one if you are in one tenth or one small percentage of one percent of the population yeah you're always going to be weird that's just right. the way it is if you're like the only black kid in the entire white school and they're always like there shouldn't be stigma there's always going to be stigma if yeah. you're the only white kid in an all-black school there would also be stigma yeah i mean if you have like a cone-shaped head Yes. Um, that's not to say you shouldn't uh, have all the same rights as everyone, but yes. clearly it's uh, it's kind of strange. Yes. Also, since Brian got his haircut, you can see the cone a lot. <laughs> it's a lot easier to see <laughs> that cone shaped head. I, I let the hair grow long again. All right. Well, that, that explains why intersex is in, in gory detail and why it's different than uh, wanting to dress like a woman in a piss and laser room. I think that was very successful. I can't imagine anyone still listening, but that was like that was awesome. Because here's the thing: I want us to be able to. Uh, we're, we're about to talk about something else. I want us to be able to talk about things and make fun of people and rip on them for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm going to make sure I don't rip on intersex people anymore uh, because they have no choice. So yeah. feel sorry for them. So uh, intersex people, you're okay by us. Yeah. So we make tranny jokes. We're clearly not talking about intersex people. And you can use either bathroom, even though even at Rocco's we now have a male bathroom <laughs> and a. Uh, a, both, unisex, a unisex, unisex bathroom. But not intersex. It's not oh, I'm sorry. We, we have a female bathroom. We have a, a women's-only women's bathroom. And a unisex. 
No men's bathroom. And there's no intersex bathroom, by the way. By the way, well, would, they can use the. Would you have not chosen to be? Would you choose to be girl or guy if you were intersex? Uh. Looking back on it, I think I would. Sh- oh, you mean if I was born? No, if you were fourteen, your parents gave you the decision. Oh, I would choose to go with the chromosomes that I have. So if I was, if I had female chromosomes, I'd go with that versus male, uh, the same. Because uh, if I, so if they put, if they turned me into a chick, well, I'd be a six four chick. Be, you would be Caitlyn Jenner. I've, yeah. I just always said this for Halloween. You got to be Caitlyn Jenner every year because literally all you have to do is put on long hair extensions. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> Although this girl, so she chose to be a girl and she became a model. So it kind of worked. I think maybe she kind of saw, like, I'm kind of better looking and more more features as a woman. I might do well as a woman. Well, she didn't have a lot of choice because they started pumping the hormones in right away. Uh, so she was like a reverse Serena uh, Venus Williams case. Yeah, she's just like a guy with no testosterone. Yeah. So just, no, a, just a tall this, man, this a segment, woman, I guess. I this know. segment has made me sad. <laughs> God, God, God loves all his children. Matt, let me ask you, speaking of that, Malia Obama, I know uh, you were kind of sad when the Obamas came uh, left office. They immediately, by the way, spent the weekend at their gay interior decorator's house in Palm Springs. Oh, yeah? Yes, they did. Before, by the way, how they, they first they flew off to their, uh, the one they made, they, they have a, a gay interior decorator and his partner, who they made, by the way, ambassador to Spain for three years. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, they left the Palm Springs house because it was raining, and they got picked up in Richard Branson's jet. And flew to his private island in the Caribbean. Wow. I say well, this, it's been a rough eight years. I mean, they deserve a break. I don't think they don't deserve a break. But I say this because uh, Malia Obama, the daughter, she's the elder of the two daughters, uh, not the one we were showing and talking about in a bikini last week. Uh, she seems to be scoring some really hot internships as a teenager. So last year she got like she was ha- got to hang out with Halle Berry for the summer and work on her TV on her TV show, mm-hmm. which basically meant going to a lot of Hollywood parties. This year, in her gap year, before she goes to Harvard, which I'm sure she earned her way into. Man, Halle Berry must have been psyched to show that one off. Oh, yeah. Guess who yeah. my intern is? Yes, Leo Obama. Oh, oh, she's going yeah. to every party. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's like, you got to understand that the only people that Hollywood loves more than themselves was the Obamas. Mm-hmm. That was like, they couldn't, you couldn't think of like anyone cooler in Hollywood than these, these A-list Hollywood people other than the Obamas. <laughs> right. That's the only people that rose above them in their social caste. Uh, so she got this new internship. Now she got the Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein Company internship in New York in her gap year, which you explained to me is not as bad as I thought it was uh, before she goes to Harvard. Although I imagine the kids going to Harvard in their gap year are not working the docks, like no. <laughs> not working blue-collar jobs to raise <laughs> money for Harvard. They're probably at like internships at the Weinstein Company, which the Weinsteins were big supporters of the Obamas, big donors, all that kind of Speaking shit. Speaking of women's marches and everything, isn't Harvey Weinstein not especially squeaky clean in that regard? He was accused of sexual harassment by a woman he did business with or worked for. Oh. Uh, that one went away really quickly, by the way. Um, like He was accused of trying to address a woman in his office at a business meeting. or She either worked for him or she was with a company he did business with. He's he, got a pretty big target on him, though. I, I'm, I'm going to... Give him the benefit. Well, here's the, the thing: I was thinking one. about this with the so uh, sidetracking here, as I love to do. Constant woo from Fresh Off the Boat was ripping on uh, Casey Affleck this week for his Oscar nomination because mm. he had a sexual harassment claim against him from 2010 on the set of that shitty movie he made with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really good. That was one. Of, by the way, who believed that Joaquin Phoenix was actually off the reservation and was actually legitimately going to rap? And like you know, was dropping out of acting to become a rapper. It was hilarious. It was speaking of Shia LaBeouf, that was total performance art. And I just I, I thought it was funny, but I didn't know who actually believed it to be true because oh. everyone everyone seemed to believe it was true. 
Yeah, I don't know. But uh, you can imagine what the set was like, right? With Casey Affleck and... and, and uh, oh, they were legitimately doing coke, oh, drinking, yeah. and fucking hookers on camera. Yeah. I mean, it was like... It that was, wasn't fake. No, it was an excuse to make a documentary where you could just get fucked up every day on drugs and booze. And, yeah. and God forbid you had to be a woman working on that set. I can only imagine, by the way, how hell If you're on that set, shit's going to go down. Yeah, no, it's like working. It's like being a, a female sports reporter back in the day, when you're going to be with sixty naked dudes in a locker room, you're going to get sexually harassed. It's they should happen. they should have known better though than to hire uh, female ca- uh, crew on that movie. Well, so they, it was at, one, well, one was I think was acted in the movie or something like that. But anyhow, they 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 filed charges against Casey Affleck for like you know being gross and crude and being drunk and saying stupid shit about one like sex and. One is set up, like, watch two people on set have sex with each other. Never touched anybody, but a lot of, like, you know, gross fraternity sexual behavior, right? But, you know, that case, went, that case went away. It was settled out of court, never went to court, settled right away. And they're saying how that, like, they're likening that to this horrible case, sexual harassment slash rape category. Mm. Um, whereas, like, Weinstein, who is a donates to the right people, I think. <laughs> I mean, his case, here's the thing. When you have sexual harassment cases and you're a rich guy and you make it go away with money, it's hard to tell who's guilty and who's not guilty. Right. Because even if you're not guilty, you still have to pay the people to go away. Right, right. So, because if someone, char- say Weinstein's completely innocent, but a woman's got, like, detailed accounts of him groping her in meetings, he still has to pay her a million dollars to go away. Right. Because he's worth $150 million, and that's, that's at risk. So, they've got, even with, like, Johnny Depp, he has to pay Amber Heard to go away. Because if you don't, then it just fucks up your making $40 million a year doing other shit. Yeah. Thank you, Casey Affleck. You're, you're very welcome for that. Back to Malia Obama. She gets to do all these cool internships. She, they, they get to go on Richard Branson's jet to his private island. They get to go hang out with gay interior decorators who they make ambassadors to Spain. Here's my point about the Obamas, and not them in particular, because I kind of like them, actually. But isn't it true that every basically rich, famous, slash, elected official has a, gets special, special indulgences in our society? Don't they all like kind of take extra for themselves? Whether it's a gross amount like the Clintons take 120 million, or whether it's just the Obamas taking private jets and going to Caribbean islands, or getting their daughters into Harvard or internships that everybody wants in New York, isn't it time for everyone just to admit that like I'm rich, I'm elite, I was president, I was fucking governor, whatever? I get to get a lot of shit you don't get, and just say fuck you. That's how life works. Yeah, I mean, I what's the alternative? I mean, you- well, there's always gonna be like. Ed Begley Juniors who turned down like like electricity in their well, house. Obama actually... can't fly coach, no. or even first class. I mean, would they even let him? Uh, no. no, but I mean, they're getting, they're clearly taking they're clearly taking advantage, personal advantage of their situation. I'm not saying it's gross or horrible, but they're clearly doing it. And you and I would do that too. Who turns down awesome opportunities? Who turns down get their kid into Harvard or an internship at a, at a famous film company or working with Halle Berry because they want to prove that like. You know, just rich people, connected people shouldn't get better. But better is anyone to... saying that they should do this? Or Well, there's, like, criticism about, like, Malia Obama, like, she really deserved to get to Harvard, or she really, like, did they randomly pick out her name, her resume for this internship that everybody oh, wants? Oh, yeah. I, well, first of all, I mean, you watch Fox News or something like that. Republicans, I mean, you know, without getting into it, they basically sabotaged the whole presidency. Their, their strategy was to uh, obstruct and then complain that nothing happened, which if you kind of look back on it in history will sound insane. No, uh, I, I, t- I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but what I'm saying is like, don't, once you get, it doesn't matter if you come from like a, a liberal, a right-wing, left-wing background, Democrat, Republican, rich, poor, whatever, once you get in power, everybody seeks to enrich themselves in some way. Well, yeah, it's, it's just something that everyone does and everyone would do, and frankly, I mean, they're probably entitled to it because I think part of being like 
the most elite person in the fucking country, I yes. guess, is that you, uh, you know, and, and you were elected. It's not like you're elite because you run fucking Enron or Goldman Sachs or something. Uh, you're supposed to do that. And and everyone would do it. And, and every president has done it. But I, I guess the only people complaining is going to be like Fox News, like, look yeah, at Obama so, taking a private jet. And, it, well, and no, I think it's just what every president does. Well, I, I'm not Fox News. I complain. I'm not complaining about the fact they do this shit. I think, yes, because people that love... You know, Weinstein's not going to come out and say, like, the only reason I gave his daughter this thing is because, you know, we're politically aligned and getting a lot of money. I love the guy. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is I just wish people would be more honest about everyone. Everyone wants to act egalitarian. Zuckerberg acts egalitarian mm-hmm. while he's buying a property in Hawaii and basically <laughs> paying off the native, paying, trying to sue the natives to get their plot, their the historical land plots away from them and build up giant walls so no one can see the beach. Right. What I'm saying is everybody who gets money or power, influence, everybody who can take advantage of the system basically tra- takes advantage of the system it's just human it's, to me that's just human nature you have like just Trump with the hot young model wives when you're rich you do shit that people that aren't rich can't do because you're rich and you can do it Yeah. now some guys are asshole, complete assholes and some guys are just slightly taking advantage of shit but I just wish people would be more honest about that because I think we would be better off if people just said like if the Obama just said like fuck yeah I was president and I'm gonna fucking fly not gonna fly fucking Richard Branson's jet. I'm gonna get my kids in the harbor, and I'm gonna fucking you know get an eight million dollar advance on my my memoirs. No one really wants to read uh, because I because I can. And fuck you. You would do the same thing. I wish people would just all my old boys. I wish people would be honest and just say shit like that. I think we'd be better off if people stop. This goes to a larger point where people like just about like the sexual harassment or the rape culture shit or the teachers having sex with the with the seventeen year olds. But people want to pretend like human nature doesn't exist. Right. And that we're not all sort of like animals. And we can control ourselves a little bit, but we can't control ourselves a lot. And that this is how human nature works. And when you pretend like that doesn't work and that laws and systems and fairness and equality are, are always are going to triumph over human nature, that that's when we really fuck ourselves over. Because that's when false expectations get set. Exactly. And, and going along with that, I mean, if you want to call the president an elitist, he is an elitist. He was the editor of the Harvard Law Review. And, uh, you know, that's that's just something that's afforded to you. And, by the way, I want my president to be elite. I don't want my president to be, uh, you know, a JUCO uh, graduate from Tallahassee. You know what I mean? I love the word JUCO. <laughs> it sounds anti-Semitic, and yet it's not. Um, no, I agree with you. I mean, but everyone's, they all these guys, all, everyone goes to the public office. I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican. And they all find a way to enrich themselves, right? They always do. And I just wish people would, like, be more honest about that when they're running on stuff or when they're running companies or they're doing, like, charity stuff. But they're all, like, enriching themselves. And I don't give a shit. I think that's, you know, I think that's the, the one of the perhaps negative sides of capitalism. But you kind of need that because guys are very ambitious because they think they can get shit when they get power. Yeah. And that drives them to actually go to work every day and try to fucking work harder because they want to fuck a hot chick when they're 50. <laughs> Right. That's sort of like that, dry, that drives our nature. I just wish people would be more honest about it because I think we get hurt when we start, like, pretending that human nature doesn't exist and these like moral codes and like that marrying Serena Williams is going to somehow make us make us better people yeah I agree <laughs> alright that's all I really want man. I just want you to agree with me <laughs> let me ask you uh, I know uh, you defended Kate Rich this week we got an email about Kate Rich she's an SNL writer who made what I thought, and I think you thought, too, was a very funny joke about Baron Trump. Yeah, Baron uh, Trump will, might be the first homeschool shooter. Yes. <laughs> it's clever. It's funny. He is, you know, actually, he's not even homeschooled, as it turns out, but he is kind of funny. So Erica writes an email, should people like Kate Rich really be punished for making distasteful jokes? And what is the standard? 
So here's a question: Like, if you're if they always out, Barry, the kids off limits. We always kept the kids off limits. Like, I don't know why. Why we kept the kids off limits? Like, yeah, it's not like you can't punch him. You, know, you can't punch him. And generally, yeah, you, if you're spending your if your whole comedic material is ripping on kids, probably not the best thing in the world. Well, yeah, it's it seems fucked up to pick on a kid, but isn't it weird? I, I just thought of this, but that seems to be the last vestige of like journalistic integrity is that everyone has agreed to lay off the kids. Like the the blowjobs in the Oval Office, that's fine and everything, yes. but uh, th- well, they the st- kid, we still don't the, fuck with the kids. I, I agree with the theory being that the kids can't defend themselves. It's like Barry and Trump can come back and like get in a Twitter battle with Kate Rich. Over no, I like it. I think we should back. leave the kids alone. But I think she had a good one. <laughs> she had a zinger, right? But when she it's can- funny, I mean, if something's funny, it's funny. You know how that? You know how you come up with like a joke, and you know it's hugely distasteful, and you're like, oh, I really shouldn't say that. Yeah. But then you kind of go, like, I know it's really fucking funny, and I have to share it with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because on the other hand, I don't, I don't get why we're, we're, we're pretending the kid doesn't exist. I mean, perhaps if you think he should be off limits, I don't know, don't bring him on stage during the fucking inauguration that a billion people are watching. Well, but again, that's still on his, that's on his parents still. And so I think we've always, like, said, kids, if you can't defend, if you're defenseless, if you're literally defenseless and he's literally defenseless, oh, his parents can totally defend him. Trump can totally defend him. But if you're a 10-year-old kid, you can't defend yourself against an SNL writer, right? But you can't, po- you, can't have, you can't have combat. It's not like Chris Brown in a battle with Soldier Boy, right? But what if he was doing something exceptionally weird? What, we just can't talk about it if he's wearing a fucking oh, pirate like, costume well, on about, stage? I, I keep thinking about the Chris. My, one of my fun, top five all-time SNL skits was Chris Farley doing a Rudy Giuliani's son at the inauguration. I okay. remember, but Giuliani, when he was elected mayor, I think in 2000, he had his overweight son who was, like, trying to mug for the cameras behind him. And he was kind of doing this little weird spastic dance with this, like, fat kid behind him. And everyone, like, wanted to make fun of it, but they didn't because it was his kid and it was weird kid. Uh-huh. And then Chris Farley on SNL did him to a T, but Chris Farley's, like, 300 pounds. It was so fucking funny. And yet it made fun of the kid. So is the standard, so here's the thing, is the standard, is it funny or not? Or is the standard, like, are you allowed to pick on defenseless people as a comedian? Can you actually, like make jokes about, you know, because obviously Donald Trump makes jokes about a, a, you know, a guy with a fucking spastic pro- problem, right. and we all agree that's not funny. I think we all agree on it. I thought it was funny. I it didn't wasn't think funny it... because he didn't make a funny joke about it. He just did like a lame, you know, whatever. Well, he did a, a, a kind of a third grade impression yes. of a retarded guy, which it wasn't cool to make fun of the guy. I just thought it was funny in the context of that this is what the president yes. is doing. Yes, well, that doing. was funny. Uh, so is, is the standard, is it funny, or is there actually like cases where you shouldn't be making fun of people i think in general you should leave them alone but if she wrote a funny joke she should be allowed to do it now i, I don't think she would have said the same thing about malia obama a, no. a similar joke about malia obama smoking pot or wearing a bikini or whatever i seriously doubt she would have gone there they would not have snl would not have done a skit where malia obama was like in a crop top smoking weed and like talking ebonic talking ebonics with like her friend you know her friends i doubt it no well, they, done that. No, they definitely wouldn't have. Uh, but so I, I, I understand the outrage. But here's the thing: like, so on Twitter, people say the most horrible shit on Twitter. So I, I'm going with the standard: like, is it funny? That's just what I'm going with. And if it's funny, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be fired for your comedy writing job for writing a funny joke. That just seems weird. Yeah, I can see an I can see an apo- a fake you know a fake I guess it was a fake apology she made because mm-hmm. she still thinks it's fucking funny and they still <laughs> they still high five her on set probably yeah so I'm going with the ultimate defense of like you know like the defamation defense is like is is, is the truth 
I'm going with the defense of, like, is it funny? If it's funny, it, it's fair game. I, I agree. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that mean-spirited. It's obviously a, a sort of absurdist type of joke. Yes. And, and she apologized, too, so. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as Rosie O'Donnell, like, just bringing up the fact the kid's autistic because she doesn't like his father. Right. That I found, that I found, was, a, that I found was just, like, attacking the kid because she hates the dad. Whereas I don't think Kate Rich, although she may hate the dad, it didn't come off as like I'm trying to punish the kid because I hate the dad, right? Which is fucked up. But however, having said that, if you now make fun of Trump's kids, you're off, you're going to be fired. That's right. just that's just the way it goes now. Hi, right, Erica. Glad we answer, glad we answered your email. Now our final segment today. I'm going to do my pennies on a bunch. I'm returning to pennies on a bunch. Uh, my pennies have been in a bunch, but I've kept it quiet for the last couple months. So okay. there you go. Uh, Oscars. The Oscars uh, nominations came out. I know you like to wake up at 4 in the I don't know why they still do it at 4 in the morning. It's still this tradition every year where they get up like at 4 in the morning on the West Coast to do it. It's just showy. It's so gay, isn't it? it well, no one in Hollywood gets up till 10. <laughs> it's like, I just mean like in the music business, if you schedule the meeting before noon, people actually visibly got upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought like I'd come at 9.30, that'd be kind of late. Mm. Literally, if you schedule like an 11 o'clock meeting, people would get upset. And that's pretty much movie industry as well. People stroll in. People stroll in around noon uh, because they're either up late partying or they're just fucking lazy. I'm not sure what it is. Right. Um, so the Oscars last year, there's a big thing. Oscar. I know. I don't know if you probably hashtagged your Twitter account because you're a big Twitter person. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Oscar so white last year. Spike Lee and Will Smith, both of whom, by the way, were not invited, uh, refused to attend the Oscar. <laughs> refused to attend the Oscars. Right. And of course, all the super white people at the Academy got really upset that they were being called racist mm-hmm. because even though they're probably First of all, they're not racist, what you and I would call racist. They're just old, cranky white people uh, who don't see black, who don't see black, who don't see black folks. I don't see how any racism was involved. I mean, assuming there could be a little more diversity, but uh, maybe the best movies that year just didn't happen to have a ton of black people in them. Well, so what happened was this year, coincidentally, last year, they, they had no black actors. There was a huge protest. Hollywood just started brought up the whips started flagellating themselves like like the Filipino Catholic dudes on Easter just like blooding themselves on their back. Uh, the opus like the Opus Day guy and the Da Vinci Code just <laughs> beating themselves senseless because the worst thing like these guys could, in Hollywood could be called is racist because mm-hmm. a they're probably not even racist but b like that really cuts to the quick right. That's yeah. the word being called racist or sexist is the thing they don't want to be called. Right. Uh, everything else is probably 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 pedophile, not so bad. Uh, <laughs> so this year, coincidentally, they came out with Oscar nominations, and it was the most black actors and actresses ever nominated. Right. Just a pure pure coincidence. Their plan was to have the uh, the the Nat Turner movie um, sweep the thing, but yeah. uh, that backfired because of the rape thing, and also because uh, he may have been involved in a gang rape in college. But see, here's how you know. So they would have just told us that movie was amazing, but they decided, no, we're not going to go with that. So that's how you know the Oscars are not a meritocracy, right? By the way, I didn't see the Nat Turner movie, but I didn't realize in the movie itself, the pivotal moment in the movie is a gang rape scene. Oh, really? I didn't know Yes, which is very interesting for a guy who was accused of of gang rape, and that's sort of like the one one bad mark. I would have stayed away from that. I I don't care if that happened in the real Nat Turner story. I would have stayed away from that. Like. I would like, no, uh, instead of the gang rape, maybe uh, he does a bugle call. <laughs> Rallies the troops with a bugle call. I don't know, something else. Uh, I'm sure they gang raped a, a, a white woman, and that was whatever Isn't it was. Isn't it kind of racist that Hollywood, because they bought that movie, that was their big plan to show how yes. diverse they were. 
it had to be a slave movie. Couldn't it be just black guys hanging out in Inglewood or whatever? Well, so what happened was a sports they, movie. They did make a movie. Here's what I think happened. So, like, they made this movie called Moonlight this year. They got a few nominations. It's about a, it's about a multi-generational story about a black, poor black kid growing up in Liberty City in, in, South, in Miami. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it based on a stage play that nobody saw, you know, nobody outside of the movie. A stage play, let's put you and I would never see. Oh, most well, certainly not. Yes. Like that you would see if you went to like CCNY and were enraged, you know, enraged they about something. They gave you credit for it. Yes. Uh, they turned it into a movie which no Academy Oscar, no Academy voter would ever have seen in the past. Mm-hmm. But now either they force themselves to watch it and then give it a nominations. Or, and it was probably good. I'm sure it's a good movie. But it's a small independent film about the struggle of a black oh, kid. Oh, a lot of them certainly did not watch it and still voted for it. Let's yeah. acknowledge well, that. Well, I'm sure that. But I'm saying it got it got raised to a higher profile this year than it yeah. would have in past years. Yeah. I think they always made these movies. There were always these low-budget black, black American-themed films that were being made. Mm. You know, for, for whatever, for at least for the last 30 years or so. But nobody saw them. They were never an Oscar discussion. Right. So they just elevated them this year and the year. And, they, and they're sure the performance were really great in them. And the movie about the, by the way, the movie about the, the, how the black women got us onto the moon at NASA. I'm just calling bullshit on that one. <laughs> because after, oh, uh, 50, yeah. after 50 years, I don't care if it was black people or white people got us to the moon. After 50 years, you can't come up with a story that it was three black women who got us to the, who got us to the moon. I'm, I am not informed on that, so I don't want to sound. I, I, <laughs> I don't like, want to comment like, on it. I feel like that story would have come out before. Like we would have seen, we would have known about that one before. Like maybe, like maybe you don't know about it for the first couple of years. But after fifty years of, of, of like Black History Month, I feel like we would have known. Would have How known did about the black that. ladies get us on the moon? Well, no, they were they were like sci- they were like on the download, like scientists in the NASA space program who were helping with the space pro- helping with the space program in the sixties. Okay, but there was so much racial discrimination against women and blacks that they were it was very kept very low key. That sounds plausible. Uh, it do- it totally sounds plausible that happened. But it doesn't sound plausible that nobody would know about it. <laughs> I was telling you, we've had 50, 50 years of Black History Month, and that never came up. Right. And we're still doing, and we're still doing, uh, you know, the guy from uh, Harvard in the early twentieth century doing like you know, whatever. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, that's it's amazing. It's an amazing story that would have come out early. I'm quite bullshit on that. So anyhow, they obviously clearly went overboard this year, and they tried to nominate as many black people as possible. They nominated them for best film as well. So here's my here's my question: Is there actually any hope? that they're ever going to get this right. Because one year they have no black films because it's all old white guys in the Academy. They don't see black films. Or there weren't many good films that year. And the next year they just go and set the record for black nominations. And by the way, like as you mentioned before, they basically let everyone in the Academy who was not white, who was not white the past year. It's like, you, hey, you, didn't yeah. you... Uh, Weren't you a stagehand on a Spike Lee movie once? You're, you're in the Academy now. Well, yeah, it went so... F- well, I could get in the Academy if I wanted to, but I, frankly, I just have better shit to do, although they probably get a lot more screeners. Maybe we should try and do this. Um, anyway, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, they, so totally, they, totally, they basically... Their solution was basically a quota system. They basically went to affirmative action as well, a solution. It's, yeah, but, it, it's, but it's not uh, representative. The, I believe the Academy is now 40% black, which is way over-represented. Uh, and I, like, I would think you'd be an asshole to do this, but I think if you were white and you wanted to claim now that you were underrepresented, you would be completely correct. And I think you and I discussed this before, like... Hollywood enter- entertainment is like the least. Ra- I mean, I'm not saying there's no racism, but it's the best uh, opportunity for for minorities, especially blacks, to actually have power, influence, production decisions, uh, be awarded, be accoladed, make a lot, make a shitload of money, more so than any other industry. Look at the Billboard 100. It's got to be 
what, 30, 40, 50% black artists. And also, the, and these films that got nominated, like Moonlight, you can't, be, you can't think of any other industry where a person go like, listen, this is my heritage. I want to spend a few million dollars making a movie no one's going to see. Mm-hmm. Doing this pro- <laughs> that doesn't work in plumbing. That wouldn't work in the plumbing business right. or in the biochemical business. So I could go like, okay, I got the side project. It's gonna, we're going to totally lose money on it, but it's really important to me culturally. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, only in Hollywood would that, like, is there so much, like, there's so much behind the creative and the diverse and multicultural, all that stuff, that it's over that blacks, black Americans are actually overrepresented in the in the entertainment industry, right? And have more influence. I'm not saying there's no racism and there aren't racists in this, like there are in every other facet of American life, but it, it's a lot. The impact is a lot less. But overrepresented and people white and black are still under the impression that they're underrepresented. So Which what, is weird. What is the actual... So if affirmative action isn't the answer, I don't think it ever is the answer. Because, uh, by the way, now there's a, some guy who made a film that's not about black people that was really good that didn't get nominated and it's pissed. Right. Because they're like, oh, I lost, I lost this because they had to nominate black actors. Or they noted a number of white actors who didn't get nominated, whatever it might be. What is the actual solution to making Hollywood not a horrible place where they classify everything by some checkbox? I, I don't think it is. I mean, there's, there's a ton of good uh, black movies that come out every year but you know the oscars are a particular kind of movie they're pretentious uh they usually are kind of artsy uh, center around uh gay or aids or yes. um different kind of themes like that transsexual women whatever a lot of women stuff not um, not intersexual women transsexual women right trans uh whatever the, the pianist or something like that um but just for the record la la land set a record for nominations and it's going to win best picture because as unracist as everybody in Hollywood wants to appear, they still want to throw back white people, da- white people dancing movie to win to win the best picture. Right, and I don't know if La La Land. Like, I just can't comment on musicals because they're horrible, and I will never watch them. But uh, again, because I've I've had to see Grease on TBS and <laughs> wanted to fucking punch something. Wait, the real the original Grease or the rem- the live remake? Mm, no, the old one with John Travolta. Oh God, that's especially gay. Yeah, it's super gay. <laughs> uh, that's not why I have a problem with it. It's just that the the music is awful. But. Um, uh, no, you're, the, you're the, more the, of a Hamilton person. The, <laughs> the solution is to ignore race because there's obviously a huge race issue in this country, but in terms of Hollywood and movies, there's not. So the uh, the solution is to nominate the best films, uh, be they starring white and or black. Although they've people. never done that before. No, they, they nominate. It's, it's a group. The Academy is a group of whatever thousands, of, a few thousand people living, work and live in the entertainment business, right? Mm-hmm. And these are the movies they either think are good, or they were heard were good, or they just want to promote because they want to promote their business, right? And I don't find a problem with that. If they want to ultimately, La La Land is going to win this year because they want everyone to see like a wholesome film about two white people dancing. It's like what they want to represent Hollywood because they're seventy years old and that's the films they love. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Why does there have to be a larger social? thing here there's no like you said blacks are over, at least equally are overrepresented in the business they're doing fine if this is what like a group of mostly cranky old white people want to vote why why can't they vote that i don't know it's um, a private it's a private association you know i i think that a uh well and to state the obvious again uh you know black people are about 12 13 percent of the population i believe so um if there's how many movies are nominated 10 uh, this year was eight. It's an open system where, like, if you get a certain number of votes, you get nominated for Best Picture. So if there were zero out of eight that that featured uh, a black cast, that wouldn't even hardly be uh, no one outside out of, one of, the out of eight would be the a quota would be the quota system. It's, mul- it's multiple times more than that. Uh, but last year was last year was zero. I gotta say, zero does not look good. Zero like zero black actors. 
does not you can't have zero, right? But I'm willing to go with that. Like but, it just looks bad. It might be if it was happened one year, you give it a thing. If it starts happening multiple years, you go, wait a minute, that's weird. Yeah, but I just think that black people, black, black people like fun movies. The black people I know, they they're not into shitty artsy movies. Uh, neither am I. Like, you're they're saying they like black kung fu movies with rap music. No, like, I mean, <laughs> Friday, for example. Was a great movie, and the Oscars. Tyler are, Perry movie, like Tyler Perry movies. No, those are horrible movies. The Oscars are so unfucking sparingly pretentious. They don't even have a comedy category, you know. No, they finally introduced an animated comedy. And by the way, even the Golden Globes does comedy. It's never a comedy movie, right? It's comedy and/or musical and/or not funny movies. So what are they saying that that you that comedies can't be good movies? They've never almost. I mean, never ever really give awards to comedies. Even though, or or popular action films, you know, Star Wars is not going to get is not going to get best film, even though it was the most popular movie by far. Yeah, I, I mean, it'll like, get some sound. It'll get a sound award or something like that. I suppose that. I kind of understand that, but with comedy, that comedies were like the first movies almost. I mean, Birth of a Nation, obviously, but uh, you <laughs> not, know, the, not the one where they get gang raped. The and first get, popular movies were, were Chaplin and Buster Keaton. People and those go. Guys. People go. Some people go. To, most people go to the movie theaters to be, strictly to be entertained. Yeah, not to be taught. Not to be taught valuable. I'm not saying an Adam Sandler movie should win a fucking award, but The Big Lebowski is a comedy, and that should have won an award. I think a lot. I think for me, it should just be awards. The People's Choice Awards, as stupid as it is, actually is the most legitimate award show because it is 14 year old girls and guys tweeting votes and stuff <laughs> like that. It actually is what is pop, commercially popular, whereas these films are not. So I have a solution for, for racism in Hollywood, but I'm not going to introduce it on this segment in this show. I'm keeping it to I'm keeping it to myself because I kind of like the strife and, and uh, all the fights that go on. Right. Uh, I'm just happy that Spike. Lee, by the way, Spike Lee denied this uh, chick. Uh, she was supposed to work on a Netflix show. He's on. He's got a new Netflix show called She's Got to Have It because he made the movie 30 years ago, <laughs> and he hasn't come up with anything else since. Uh, and this woman was supposed to be featured. Her music, uh, Chrisette Michelle, was supposed to be featured gospel singer in the show prominently, but he canned her because she performed at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of admire him for doing that, only because it's such an asshole movie. He still did it anyhow. But I got, I got no problem with that. It's sort of. I mean, I, 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 I don't like the reasoning behind it, but I like the fact that he said he was going to do it, and then she performed, and then he did it. And he did it because <laughs> at least he lived up to his fucking word. All right, that's the show for this week, Matt. You have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, yeah, I just uh, I haven't started promoting it heavily yet, but I finished my album, which is uh, awesome. It's a, a comedy album with some music. And I have cu- I have secret cuts, by the way. I might leak them to the internet. <laughs> it is a scandal. So it's called. Will your, will your label come after me if I leak them to the internet? Oh no, I don't think so. Is ASCAP going to come after me and uh, hunt me down? No, you can do whatever you want. Um, it's called Trigger Warning. T R I G G A Warning. And uh, it's by myself, Matt Ralston. You can find it on on iTunes, Amazon, Jay Z's shitty thing that he's doing. Uh, record shop? Can you find it? Uh, you mean title? Uh, can you find it in record shops? Title, YouTube? No. Uh, premium. YouTube has some anywhere you can buy music, basically iTunes. Okay. And uh, also, for, but you can get a discount. Uh, so instead of the nine ninety nine, you can get it for seven dollars if you go to uh, Matt.Ralston. Bandcamp, B-A-N-D Camp, dot com. That's awesome, Matt. I like how you sold, sold out. Well, if you become really rich off this, will you become elitist and obnoxious and, and Republican? I, I'm not going to become rich off this. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothet- hypothetically speaking. Uh, for sound engineer Brian, I'd like to thank Rocco's in Studio City. Everyone at Rocco's who came today, thank you very much. 
Uh, Donald Trump just said 500,000 people were here today at Rocco's. <laughs> I think it was a huge, a huge audience. So, by the way, inauguration size is definitely a penis size matters issue. There's no way around that. Most certainly. It's definitely a guy with a small dick problem. I don't know about the hands, but it's definitely a small dick it problem. sounds like a cliche, but he behaves like he really does have a micro penis. He behaves like a guy with a very, very small dick. There's something about, there's something about a rich guy who has a hot model wives and is president that still bitches about like little tiny insults yeah. that is just screams tiny dick. I think so, waspy guys have tiny dicks. That's why I think Hitler, I agree with the micro piercing about Hitler. Like yeah. what really drove him to be so fucking angry? It's got to be a small dick. Because if you got a big dick and your fucking ladies are loving you, there's no way genocide comes to your mind first as, a, as, yeah. an, acti- as an activity. There's nothing you can do about the small dick, really. You well, know? you can become a billionaire and like hire escort models to be your girlfriend. That helps a little bit, Even probably. Even so, the yeah. first time you take it out, yeah, that's got it's got to hurt. So uh, he could have got he should have got intersex. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Lex. Last minute, talk to you next week.